Tuned in to your favorite co-host. I'm Auntie Mimi. I'm Sola T. And together we are Ghetto and Golly. Hey, hey, hey. Be sure to tune in every Monday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here on the Hot 702.5 FM sound. Mimi, it's been a whole damn week since I seen you. I know. What's going on? I don't even know. You you okay? You dropping? My bag. Go in that little luggage. (laughs) Go in the luggage. Okay, okay. I see. I see. This don't make no sense. I was going to text you today. Like, is we meeting today? Or. Oh, I totally forgot. Girl. Yeah. We're going to get into my whole ghetto and godly moment. We're going to have to get Ooh, into that. Okay. Ooh, God has been showing me some different types of things. He will. He'll do it. Okay. Real quick. Mm-hmm. It's happened real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. With that being said. um, Okay. Well, uh, we, go ahead and let the people know what we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about what it means to be young, black, millennial, and a woman. Oh. Because it's International Women's Month, and we're gonna talk about it. So I feel like it's only relevant. It's only right that we talk about what I that means, I wrote the wrong. I mean, what that I looks like. You. I put young black and millennial. It's the same shit. You know, woman is important. Though. We can't yes. forget that. We can't piece forget the woman. That, exactly. That, that's but the I, real piece that glues it all together. Absolutely. So that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Okay. I think that's loaded. Oh, you said you needed to take a break. Yeah, I you think that's. I think that, I was just thinking about like, damn. Even preparing for the episode, like. Yeah, it's been crazy. My mom has been sending me pictures. I think I, I seen that. Yes, yeah. but she's been sending me all. Don't <laughs> the crochets. Don't and the turtlenecks. Well, and... my mama plopped them uh, crochets on our head like that. Crochet, crochets was the shit. I was really like, my, you really had. And they ca- they came back, but crochets. No, was I sure the, the little crinkly the, ones. I sure did see them at the uh, the situation at the hair beauty supply. The little curly ones was the lick back in. What and was I had, that? It was like a whole little little bag of bounce. I just had a little bag. <laughs> right. And my mom has a whole different texture of hair, so it's crazy. Like, why you had that in your? Did she head? do it herself? No. Okay. Y'all went to the shop. Yeah. And said, hook us up. We twins. (laughs) We just wanna We going down to the Sears to take pictures. But see, my my mom always had us matching like that. Like I don't Y'all twins. Like y'all I take that back. Y'all are triplets. Like Oh my granny. Granny and your mama and you like y'all but see, like I the think same we, person growing up like i felt like we all look so different i feel like i look i'm starting to look more like my mom now but i like my whole life i just thought i looked like my daddy that's it like i just thought i looked like my daddy you definitely look like granny yeah i think I, it's the head i got my gra- <laughs> this all this damn forehead all this head on the side all of that is my grandma granny so. was fast but yeah i was it made me think though because she sent pictures of there was a picture of my grandma and her grandma which is my great great my grandma no your grandma right. <laughs> here you go <laughs> nigga we staying on track today right. <laughs> we even have a whole musical uh, get on guy musical um but she sent this picture and i thought it was just so powerful thinking about like where they were and what they did. I think my grand, my great great grandma had like fourteen kids. Ooh, my grandma had three. My mom had one. Your I guess grandma I mean, said, "I'm, I'm not no, doing that." Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, but it made me think of like most of them were mothers by the like I'm yeah. past the age in which most of them were mothers. mothers. Yeah. And so to be a millennial, to be in a space where I've tried different things, it's like I owe them the due pro you know the due yeah. credit for building and, and being the woman that they were so yeah. i could feel the you know the space to explore that but it's just crazy thinking about like what it would have been like growing up in different like in the 70s or in the yeah. in the 40s or in shit. the like, 80s the, like you know in the 20 20- actually matter of fact i said 40s like in the 1900s i couldn't even imagine growing up in the 80s like crack was real <laughs> crack like, was very real. like that crack shit crack killed real. applejack like my mama said oh lord 
Jack kill Applejack. Like I couldn't imagine that shit. And with some babies. Ooh. You know, girl, I think I always want to know just like I wish I could go back in time and talk about sexuality with different women, like mm, talk about those means. different things, because mm. I don't think it was all like I think absolutely it was suppressed and they were, you know, sex wasn't always necessarily about pleasure. But I think it was some I think it was some baddies back there getting it in. Oh, for yeah, them. they was definitely getting in. Where, where getting you think Freaknik came from? Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Where you think Freaknik came from? <laughs> they was they was out there Freaknikin, okay? Freaknikin, okay. <laughs> You'd have made that a whole damn bird. Freaknikin, Freaknikin. Freak All right, well let's share our ghetto and godly moments this week. What's going on with you, Mimi? Well, y'all know I'm living this ghetto and godly life. Yes, okay. we do. Yes, we do. I don't have anything specific. I just had like a realization moment and I had to make the video about it just like I'm so grateful for people that just allow me to just be me and for me allowing myself to grow into a space to be comfortable with myself to be That's myself real. in different spaces like, I'm comfortable everywhere I go I didn't always used to be like that like oh, what if they don't accept me but like I just I came to a point. conversation about that before. Yeah, so like, that's real. yeah, like, I just don't care. Like, I'm comfortable everywhere I go. And it's just like, that's a blessing to be able to be comfortable and just be yourself. And some people may not like you. Some people may not receive you the way you want to be received. And, and that's that's the way it is. But right. you still cannot not be you. Yeah. So I just had that moment. Like, I'm that's so real. grateful for the people that put up with me because I'm a whole lot. That's- so y'all are real MVPs. <laughs> But I think that's real. I think there was a lady um, on Instagram talking about that a couple months back. And I thought that was really powerful. It's like, I think at times when, you know, especially as an entrepreneur, when people ain't buying your shit or your friends ain't coming to support, whatever that is, it's so easy to be like, well, if they would just Mm. don't worry about them, Them, they, you have a tribe. And if you don't have a tribe, it's probably because you're focusing the energy on the motherfuckers that Mm -hmm. don't deserve your energy. Absolutely. And that energy is powerful. Who you speaking of? Like there is power in the the tongues so i thought that was a oh, beautiful yeah. message there's power in the thought before, Girl, you, even before get to you even the, get to your the tongue. tongue there's power in th- what you think that's all real so yeah what about yours y'all i've just been i've had to make some very difficult decisions mm-hmm. like i no longer have a vehicle i didn't even tell you that like i made that decision wow. it was just it was, let it, go. Too, it was too much you know when like there's situations that you can get in mm-hmm. and like you just cling to them because like the idea of yes it, yes or the yes. idea of convenience or whatever yes. that is and what it may look like if you don't have something right. that i just really well god snatched some shit from me first of all yeah. let me be clear but normally my normal reaction would be to like hurry up and just figure some stuff out and put myself in a very stressful situation mm-hmm. and it was just like no it was so freeing to just let mm, that car go, go. like just yeah. let that shit go then I, i'm like I'm, I'm doing the math like i did the math like okay well i'm like ubering is cheaper yeah absolutely and yes it's not it's not to the point where of like car insurance here in las vegas ain't no hope. it's dumb as fuck let's <laughs> ain't keep no that all the way registration dumb. ain't no hope none and none. yes i think when i was in a different space and i had a different priority of convenience mm. I don't have that same priority of convenience anymore. And I think that's one thing that just, that's the, that's the message of this week is I think I told you, I took a full-time job Mm. that I just, I did, I really did it for my mom and providing her with the peace of mind Mm. of just being like, okay, Mm. Mm. I'm just going to, I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to be a quote unquote adult. Mm. But every turn that I've taken since I've stepped in that door I've realized mm. that I am meant to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And I think that's something that I had to, I wasn't as confident in myself with that mm. because it's such a, such a process of the unknown. But I think again, that message of God laying that convenience is not your priority yes. anymore. Yes. The convenience of this paycheck. Yes. You need to get paid, but you weren't getting paid because you were still trying to think of money, money as a convenience. Mm. Instead of a tool. Instead of a tool. Let me tell you something. When your focus change and you see the bigger fucking picture, this little shit, the cars and the plate, like even where you lay your heads can get basic as, as long as it's a roof and a bed. Like Mm. when you looking at the bigger (laughs) fucking pictures, this shit don't matter. People may not understand it right now and you may not understand it right now, but as long as you believe in your bigger, your higher purpose and working towards that, this shit's all going to make sense in the end. Like it don't got to make sense right right now. And it it may not trust me. Like I applaud you for that. 
Because that's you. being being engulfed in the idea, like you said, the idea of what your life should look like and what you should yeah, have. Like I'm, and I'm what knocking, you I'm knocking on, on third. Really, what the hell is happening is that I think I'm hitting Saturn's return early because mm. the the way that shit has been shattering in my life in the most beautiful way and the way that I'm so grateful for mm. it has really like my life has shattered ideas that I've had about where I should be mm. what I should be doing have shattered mm. but the abundance of opportunities of resources are still very they're becoming louder around me mm. and it's just about me being able to say like shut up with that convenience shit right. and just go do what you, you need go, to do. do what you need to do what and you were I think put here to what do what I was put here to do instead mm. of trying to you know, battle somebody else. Hold on idea. to some shit that's just, very, very fucking temporary. Do you know okay? how I've been so excited? Like, this has really been like I don't know if it's been a full week yet of me not <laughs> having a vehicle, and I've just felt so much lighter. Mm. Like, I felt so much lighter, and I didn't even think I was gonna feel like this, but it was like I don't want that. Like, I'm a person. I don't even like to drive. I didn't start driving until I was 22 years old. Like, wow. I don't. I'm not that person mm. that just has. I think cars are cool, but you can rent cars. Like Absolutely. in my head, and so I think it was just a beautiful process to like instead of look at something as a devastation and a setback, really look at it as a channel for me to step further into and like Eric Badu say, pack light. Like yes. I got shit to do. I can't yes. be I can't be having this bulk on me. Yes. And everybody might not understand that, but I feel like it's really resonating with it. me. I and I understand it. It's one girl. It's a couple less bills. Yes. I was like, ooh. Wait a minute. Okay. Yes. So now when I'm now when I'm trying to to make it happen and building those sources of income, I also don't have these certain stressors yes. anymore. I don't have to worry about this being paid at this certain mm-hmm. time. Like I can I can navigate it in such a, in a different way that I'm very excited. I'm very yes. excited to step back out of that. I'm excited so, for you because it's not a devastation at all. Yeah. Like so. Yes. Good for you. So that's my my overall ghetto and godly. Yes, that's ghetto a testimony. Presence, presence. But ha- what? <laughs> Shout out to being young black and a woman, a, a young millennial, millennial woman. woman. Ooh, Mimi, we done switched <laughs> chairs and I really just started acting like Mimi. Can't even say shit. <laughs> Listen, I say shit. Okay, I mean, mix it. I mix. I'm a little me. dyslexic. No, you Sometimes. just be remixing. We ain't even gonna call it that. We just gonna say you be remixing. I'm over here remixing. That's what happened. That's Re- what happened. She done remixed the title. <laughs> but I think that's so much about about being a millennial is shedding so much. Yes. Shedding so many ideals of things. And to me, that's what a millennial is, is because yes. we're such a hybrid Ooh. generation because we weren't, we didn't totally miss things. Like yeah. we didn't totally miss a certain way of life. Mm. We just came, you, we were at the end of that. So we, we were brought on some of those values, but we were also able to see them in a way that was like, that's problematic. Yeah. That ain't for me. That's not for that me. That may need to be And the generation before us didn't see that. Exactly. Or if they saw it, they didn't feel confident enough or mm. courageous enough to either say something about it or do something, something different. About it. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's what it is. Girl, that's a whole that's a whole word. But we're gonna get into this messy Mondays, okay? Before we dive okay, into that. Go ahead and look a little messy. So we're gonna talk about Joe Budden, okay? Ooh, okay, okay, okay. So, you done got real loud. Joe Budden. <laughs> so he decided to take to his podcast and make this statement. And I quote Okay, get him right. Chicks can't wait to put on them carnival outfits and be hoes. Lord, I, I first of all, any man, I have a problem with men speaking on women and women's shit. Like y'all don't speak on these niggas how y'all speak on these women from our outfits to how we want to be hoes to our fucking wigs uh, to our makeup. I'm over it. Like I'm That's so real. fucking That's over real. it. Like y'all need to talk about these men and how they be laying down with these other men and going back home to their wives and their families. Oh, maybe That's talk, a whole different subject. Like, but I'm just saying like y'all want to talk. There's real shit that we need to discuss and lay out here on this table besides women putting on a carnival outfit and you assume that they want to go be hoes. And I I think that's that I think that's so that's the part that's so problematic is like because I think that's an interesting part of being a millennial right is now we are embracing things but it's not we're embracing them for the first time like this comes carnival comes from our ancestors exactly you know all over the diaspora and so just I think it's so it's such a disappointment to see men over sexualize every damn thing and sit on their platforms and like you got to reform how like we're not even gonna like we could really dig into this shit did like, you call her a reformed hoe well whatever she i mean you talking about sin yes like is she not like 
but it is what it is. Like, it's not a secret. Like, she done bopped around the industry, and now that's somebody that you chose to wife up and have a child by. But you are so quick to come out. And I was listening to this podcast this morning. You are so quick to come out your mouth and label women as hoes. Like, even the Jordan, the, the whole Jordan and Chloe situation, mm-hmm. like, how she said, like, we went out to dinner with some friends. Like, that's whole shit. Like, y'all are so, like, to me, those are the most insecure men. Like, y'all done done some shit. Yeah, I definitely think that I don't think some I think some men have a very narrow view of womanhood and sexuality of like just because you embrace your body and show your body. What does that mean in terms? I can't wait to go to carnival. What does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean for somebody? What does that what does that say about a woman that wants to do that, that embraces her body and likes to wear it adornment and doesn't mind if you look? I think I think mm -hmm. that is just like far from a lot of men's minds. And it's sad. That's really sad. Because I think a lot of men believe women are exist for male consumption. And and we got to get out of this thinking because men, certain men think that if you dress a certain way, you're not a hoe. And if you dress this way, you are a hoe. Some of the biggest hoes be covered up. Like, we can't. like Ooh, a chocolate covered right? Like, come on. Like, they be fully guard. Like... <laughs> Like, like we can't do this like yeah. we, we have to break this narrative that yeah. if you dress a certain way or you're going to miami but for spring break or- and i think but i think even more so than us always focusing on breaking that narrative is supporting the queens doing it because again yeah. it goes back to that energy of i'm not about to give you the energy to, for all this energy and explaining something to you that you don't want to understand right, right, right. and something that actually you could say it, but i know that's not applicable to these women so yeah. what does that mean about you so for me it's like okay joe we gonna we gonna fact check i know scotty bean probably gonna go in on his ass <laughs> and then you just keep it moving because that's when we go celebrate this because i seen the right. shanti yes and I feel, I feel like that's who he was kind of yeah. never mind but he's just an old grouch and joe on to the next (laughs) i think i think that's what it is is like i think a lot of times when it comes to males that want to be stuck in um you know toxicity or just want to be stuck in just plain ignorance is like i don't i'd rather not talk to you i'd rather you experience what you feel that you're experiencing i'm not doing it to prove you wrong i'm doing it to support and embrace what i do believe in that's where my energy is gonna go because you just you can you he has a choice to believe truth yeah he has he absolutely has the choice like you said he would have reformed hoe if that's what we want to call it if he wants to see what truth is right he could see it mm-hmm. he doesn't want to accept truth yeah, right so at the end of the day what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about these queens out here who yes. are embracing their bodies and i want to see some more queens who you know like if your body don't look like that you know that's okay too because we have to get out of it we have to do work as women absolutely. with each other and i rather focus my energy on us doing that work with each other than worried about, about uh damn joe budding Got we already ass. know you you first of all your mental state is already tampered with <laughs> we proud of you for being able to be clean but like we we already know the judgment <clears throat> has your, the way that you, listen i'm gonna just leave it at that just leave it at that i'm gonna just leave it at so that's that. our messy mondays okay well i feel like that was real messy that was but we I had to like talk it about was. it and it's it, it fits with what we're talking about today being young black and millennial because and a woman and a one See, and a, and a woman i left it. it out too and a woman most importantly a woman yeah okay i think that that's yeah that's that's real yeah that's where i think so much about being a millennial is just exploring and just really figuring out what it means to you and and being able to look at yourself in a way that says like okay I might have thought this about this, mm. or I might have been told this, but what actually does this mean for me, to me, by me? When I think about being a black woman millennial, I think about the miseducation of Lauren Hill when she said, mm. "Every time, every time I try to be what someone else thought of me." So caught up, I wasn't able to receive. Like you can't even receive mm. like that. That bar right there yeah. resonates so much with who I I am and who I was and who I'm working towards being because mm-hmm. poo, when I tell y'all like how caught up I was in the idea mm-hmm. of what a woman is first of all and then what a black woman is and then oh you got Mary Young what a wife should be mm-hmm. 
and like you get you are so fucking lost you can't even receive what the what you right. what you supposed to be doing because right, you're so true. and it's, it's depressing and then you're trying to understand why you're frustrated with yourself and it's because you're trying to be this that and the third instead of who you are put here to be you got to break like to me when we talk about being a, a millennial black woman and what the generations our mothers and our mother's mothers I had to break all that shit down. Like mm-hmm. I had to like scrap it. Cause sometimes our mom didn't even back. who the hell we thought they were. Hello, hello. Cause I think I like, that. That was I always tell people like one of the most pivotal moments of my life is getting to know my mother as a woman. Mm. Like realizing my mom is a woman. She's not just my mom. Like she was a whole damn woman, woman before, before me. She was a whole girl before mm-hmm. me. And really, not only getting to know her from the lens of being her daughter, but as a woman. Yes. And one made me be more appreciative as a daughter mm. to realize like, wow, like a lot of these things that you're going through, they may not happen exactly the same way, but they've, they've been a part of your appreciative your, and understanding what you're looking at. You're not, look, I'm not looking at you as but, my mom. Or in, in, in a way, I think sometimes as daughters, we indebt our mothers to mm. feeling like they were supposed to, to do, do certain some things, things for us. So mm. that's how we that's view so them. Real. And so every time you're doing something, I'm viewing you from the like, well, you should have, mm-hmm. or I, you were supposed to, or Sometimes yeah. you just gotta like you was a whole ass woman. woman, a broken woman, mm-hmm. a woman that did not know better. Mm-hmm. Like at times, you know what I'm and saying? And did your damn at best. best, man? Come on, best. come on. So that's what you know. I had to like, damn, like I had to really scrap all because my mother taught me what she taught me about being a woman was how to survive. Mm. But nothing beyond that. Like sometimes, like mm, she, she never went. But she never exactly. Mm. So here I am. Like she didn't know that. She probably she, didn't know how to. Thrive. And and truthfully speaking, y'all, like she still don't know. Mm. And that's not. I see where she's made her mistakes on surviving and trying to provide and trying to do this and that. It's like, well, damn. Like we never even got to the living, the thriving part. Like I know how to make it. But I'm trying to get to where I'm I'm comfortable and I'm thriving and I'm, and I'm okay with who I am and what's going on in my life and not just allowing life to happen to me and maneuvering through it. So she taught me how to put, piece some shit together, but she didn't teach me how to, like, thrive and set mm-hmm. myself up. And I look at her like, damn, like, you really didn't set yourself up. Like, I'm, look, I'm watching the mistakes that she's made. It's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try my damnness to not to not repeat your mistakes because right. you didn't prepare yourself and I'm trying to prepare myself before I before I bring another generation into this world because what what I was taught was you're not a woman until you have a child mm. which is so false it's so you, problematic it's so problematic and you you learn a lot about your womanhood when you become a mother but I don't think becoming a mother makes you a woman right so right. It's just crazy how, like, I don't think my mother views me as a whole woman. Because, because you're not a mom. Because I'm not a mom. Wow. You know? Mm. And these are things that come out in our relationships and our conversation and our frustration. It's like, you don't even respect me as a woman because I don't have a child. But I've done all these things. Right. Like, you're a business owner. You are a wife. Right. You are. But that's not a, enough just so to as her. a woman, you're just a, a, a dope-ass woman. But that's not enough. And I had to come, like, it's sad to think about, like, damn, like, my mother don't fucking really? respect me. Like, she don't look because at me as a woman. Because I'm not a mom. But these are things that I'm blessed to realize. And I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it, it that's more so her problem right. than it is my problem. Like, yes, of course, I would have loved to have a mom. Have you ever that, talked to your mom about that? Like, what, I, where that comes from, her, her ideas of being? I feel like I'm going to come over to the house and we're going to That's an Ayala episode. Like... <laughs> Real talk, like no, but for real, I'm gonna I'm gonna come over to the house. I need to come over because I really want I really love your mom, and I want to know I really want to know what she would think about, like what what her perspective is outside of because I feel like when if you were to ask her, y'all gonna oh have yeah, a, it's argument. You're gonna have a whole automatic, like I'm being cussed yeah. out, like. <laughs> all type of shit, but yeah, yeah, maybe we do need to we like ugh, therapy is a must. But it's not just me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I'm dealing with as as a woman and breaking down. <laughs> what I think you changed what, the whole title of the episode as a woman breaking as down. a woman breaking down what I've what I've been taught as a woman. So it's what just have like, you? So as a millennial, though, what, what? How does that change your perspective of motherhood? 
mm-hmm. because you were taught that to be a woman is to be a mother. I used that to hasn't yet happened for you. How does that like? How do you navigate that? Like, what does being a mother mean to you then? A mother means that I'm a mother. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't add to me in that way. Like, yes, it's an it's a blessing, but I'm not gonna stand up and say, "Oh, I'm, I am a woman now" because I done pushed <laughs> out a baby out of my cooch. Like, oh, no, I'm oh. a woman standing here today because I've navigated myself through all of these other things, and I am a married woman. I am, you know, what I'm saying? I, I, I am woman. Like, I don't have to prove that. I don't have to go down a laundry list of shit. Like, I am woman because of how I'm standing today. But I, you know, I feel like. The, the way that I chose to maneuver my life and do mm-hmm. things like the way I've done them is resented. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, you think you, cause you, oh, you think, uh, like you ain't supposed to do. And it's like, I'm gonna do it my way. And to right. me, that's what being a millennial is. Like, I'm gonna do what the, I'm gonna break these barriers i'm gonna do what the fuck i want to do yes i'm gonna get married when i'm 19 no i'm not having a kid no i'm not pregnant and that's not the reason why i got married and yes i'm purposely waiting to have a child because i don't want to make these same mistakes so i feel like that's really powerful right so i was raised by a single mom who was raised by a single mom who was raised by a single Mm, mom generational generational right so i think being a mother like really sometimes i don't think i'm as open as i as i could be about it because I don't think that that I don't think that I was raised in devastation, but I do believe that there's another type of love that I would like to bring life into, right? Mm-hmm. Because I I was a I'm a very loved person. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm spoiled in love mm-hmm. in my life, and that's something that I can say as a privilege, especially in comparison to a lot of my my friends, my peers at times. Like I know that that was an overflow in my life, and for them to be single women working all the time, I might not have been with my mom, but mm-hmm. I was with my great grandmother, right. and to have those have those women be in my life my god mom my aunts you know mentors Mm -hmm. my mom had me in in programs and all these different things but i think it's interesting still to me because i don't know i think what i used to always be fearful of is i don't want to disrespect single mothers Mm -hmm. and saying that i don't want to be one and Mm -hmm. i don't think that those things are correlated directly Mm -hmm. um but i do think that it is like it's a sensitive thing like it's something I try to be sensitive about when I when I talk because I feel like a lot of the things that help me stay ahead in life and help me thrive instead of just surviving is because I was raised by a single mother Mm. um because I don't really take no for an answer my mom Mm. had never allowed me to just be like no it's not gonna work it's like well what are you gonna do how are you gonna figure this out what resources do you have and I think I was also raised by a particular type of single woman um because I also didn't grow up around male bashing I didn't Mm. grow up around like your your daddy ain't shit like Mm. I didn't grow up with that so I don't know. I think it's really interesting when I think about being a millennial mom. I think that that means that I get to explore so many things that my mom didn't on my own time because I don't feel as much pressure for me. Like my mom gets on me like, okay, when am I going to have grandkids? Which I think is hilarious because you mm-hmm. told me not to be pregnant my whole life. <laughs> but I'm like, mom, who am You're I going to be having who sex? Who am I going to have these kids by? <laughs> like who? Where is he at? You got to you, you, you ship them? Did you ship them? Because I don't know. <laughs> You priority Bellum? I don't know where he's at. Um, but I do think that that, I don't know. I just think that See, I don't, my, my view of motherhood is so much more, I would say it's patient mm. because it's so intentional. Like mm. there's so many things that I feel like I'm still learning, learning to become a mother yes, that yes. I don't feel like I have to learn. I don't have to jump into motherhood to learn them. And I yes. don't knock those who do. Yes. You know, my friends that have kids, I feel like they're all very beautiful and great mothers. Mm. But I think for my journey, my old hard-headed ass and my hard-headed ass kids, mm. I need to go through some, a few more That's, things before yeah. I think about that realistically. That's real. I don't think, well, I never wanted to be a single mother. That's not, that wasn't on my agenda to do. But I do think that there are single mothers doing better than a lot of two-parent households. Mm. But I do think that kids In need. In what ways? In what ways? I'm curious like, about that. Sometimes a two-parent household is so fucking dysfunctional. Like, you can't... Like, you're fucking your child up. Like, Sometimes I wonder if, like... And I don't... By trying I, to keep the household... Trying to keep the family together and it's not working. Yeah. I like, wonder because... Also, a lot of my friends grew up in single-parent households. Mm-hmm. So, I think, like, when I had friends that had, like, two parents... And, like, well, let alone two parents that were their biological parents, it was like, what? 
So I think about it, and most of them, I feel like a lot of those friends I have have communication issues. That grew up in a two-parent yeah. household. Yeah, because they suppressing and or just like vulnerability, sweep, sweeping issues. shit under the rug, and you taught to not talk about your family issues, and your mom would have knocked your daddy out last night. You know what I'm saying? That type of shit. <laughs> like, listen, I don't think it's all households. <laughs> but I'm curious. Like, this is the type of stuff I want to research. I grew I up with both. School. Like, I grew up with my parents together, and that shit was dysfunctional as hell. I could I cried like a baby when my dad left, but. I understood as I got older, I mm. understood like this could not have worked. Like somebody was going to die, mm. like in a real way. Like it yeah. was abusive. And when they broke up, it was I still had a relationship with my dad, and my mother was who she was. So <laughs> <laughs> don't be coming for moms. No, don't come for her. But I think that we we try to these ideals again. Like I got to yeah. keep my family together. Sometimes that family need to break up. I think sometimes I think I've also I have also met very healthy individuals that grow up in two parent households. Yeah. But I know some boss ass people that grew up in single parent yeah, households as well. Absolutely. So, but I think being a millennial, I think it just provides more choice. Maybe if I could express if I could kind of sum my experience as a black woman millennial, it would be agency. The agent, I feel like I have more agency to actually make decisions for myself. Mm. I have more information to make logically based and emotionally sensitive decisions for myself Absolutely. based off of the mm. information, the resources, mm-hmm. the opportunities that I have. Mm. I have more agency to speak up for myself without having to go through a whole bunch of people. I don't think that that's true for all millennials because mm-hmm. there are still people who are suppressed and oppressed. But for me, myself, with the privileges that I have, I and more cognizant to make, or I feel more of a freedom to make choices for myself without feeling like I have to get a husband into the equation to make Mm -hmm. certain life choices for myself. Like I don't feel like I have to have a man to buy a house first or I have to even have to have a man to have kids to be honest. Yeah. Is that what I want? No. But do I have to? Do I feel like I have to be in these certain situations? No. And I think that's a beautiful part of being a black woman millennial. That is so true. And you don't have, you don't, I feel like what it comes down, you don't have to fit into any mold of what we thought yeah. was quote unquote the right idea yeah. of living life. Like mm-hmm. none of this shit, like it's a lot of acceptance going on and it's a lot of, like you said, information and freedom and free reign to do whatever the, whatever that looks like to you. And you're not hurting anybody. You're not harming yourself. You're happy. Like live that shit, do that shit. Like fuck with some, what society told you was supposed to look like. Right. Fuck all that. And I think sisterhood too, because I think sisterhood in other generations amongst in between black women looked a little differently. I don't think, I don't think other generations were as open to putting each other on the way that I see it happening between Mm. millennials like Mm. really not only putting you on because there's a space but really saying oh but you're coming with me and we're we're gonna create spaces Mm. like just the whole Easter Ray movement Easter Ray needs to be a whole damn verb Mm. because how she does that is amazing to me and I don't think I do think that there were other generate people in other generations that did it but I don't think I'm interested to see so you know how they talk about like Will, Jada, Steve Harvey, going back to the Steve Harvey and Monique thing where mm. Steve was like, I didn't want to mess up my family's checks mm. to really, I know you was right, but really create a space to, you know, really validate that. I think that changes, that's changing with millennials of saying like, we don't have to have this false sense of I need to keep up with the Joneses or I need to be quiet in this room or do this. It's really like, okay, we might not have the glitz and glam, but we'll go start our own radio station. Yeah. We'll, we'll go do this yeah. how we want to do it. And we're not waiting for anybody else's permission or affirmation for it. I think as my, I see more of my, that as a, you're so right. We recognize our power mm-hmm. and we didn't, before we didn't realize how powerful we were. Cause we are still, we were still coming out of, okay, we couldn't vote and we couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. And you know, the sixties and seventies and okay, here we are in the eighties and we're rocking out froze and okay. The nineties is the freak neck. Okay. We come <laughs> you go. I think you just want to say the freak neck. I think that's just what you're trying to say. We're showing more skin and okay. We really were working in corporate America. Like, okay, now we're in corporate America 
America and we got a code switch and we can't be ourselves. Okay, we're getting college educations. All right, let's go start some businesses. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a build up to this where we're at right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm I'm all the way here for it. And you're so right about that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it as well. Because I just think it's, it's such a beautiful process to watch because we saw our mothers and our grandmothers. And even I saw my great grandmother, like how she thought about things was so different Mm. and to be raised and like i i I really like i saw my mom send me a picture of her yesterday and i just really like got super emotional of like wow like her world was so different from Mm. mine yes like so different and i know that she i know she didn't live her dreams like when you just know flat out like i know i know my grandma don't live her dreams right and honestly if i asked her to articulate i don't think she really could like i don't because that's not their mindset to think of dreams in that way it was to raise my surviving it was to survive and so to really be able to space and talk to my grandma about like these different things and she don't understand and it frustrates me but i'm like it's also such a blessing to see Mm -hmm. that our paradigm has shifted in a way that I can think the way that I yeah. am and she can and we're both black women. Right, 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 right. Who who are doing great things. You know, raising a family is a great thing. Yes, it is. Whether you're doing it then or now, like yeah. it's a great thing. So but I don't know. It's just a beautiful it's a beautiful process. It is, but I think now we're in a space like that's not it. Like it doesn't have to be it. Yeah. And I think that's it goes to the agency. If I want that to be it, that can be. And that's beautiful. And that's enough for me. But if that's not it for me, mm. there is, I can explore. There is more that I can see. There was a, um, oh Lord, let me talk so I can find the girl name. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to mess it up. I think I grew up, my grandmother, rest in peace. God bless the dead. That passed away last year. I'm sorry. This is Why not would funny. you laugh? But the way you say stuff sometimes just makes me. I don't know why it makes I me giggle. So sincere, okay. But it makes me um, giggle. You know, she passed away, still trying to survive. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. still trying to take care of other people's kids and mm-hmm. grandkids mm-hmm. and great grandkids, still trying to survive. And I just, I sit back and I don't say a lot of shit. I don't speak on a lot of shit until you know I get my my platform and my mic in front of me but this i've watched this and then i watched my mother repeat this process and once my mother's kid once we got grown and started having children and getting married it was just like okay well what else Mm. you know it's like i don't want to be that like Mm. i gotta figure out some things right now Mm. while I'm still kicking and young and (laughs) don't have no babies attached to my hip and not saying that you can't do it right with a baby but it it does become a different journey absolutely but I'll be damned if I I'm in a grave and I'm still trying to survive like no 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 that's not what we're doing okay well, the article that I was reading, so I read a blog post the other day. It's a lady, she's local. Her name is Danny. I think she moved here from Pennsylvania. Um, black woman, she wrote this article that y'all really have to go and I have to somehow link it on an IG story or something like that. But the article is titled When Mom Wants More, I think. When Mom Wants More. And she talks mm-hmm. about having her corporate life and how she struggled when deciding if she was going to go back to school because she doesn't have a baby. You know, she has a baby. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the family structure going to look like? How is that going to look like on her husband? Her husband just told her, like, just apply. Yeah. And really, I think that's the other thing is, like, as much as it's difficult for me to see sometimes, it's some dope-ass kings out here. Mm-hmm. Really, really out here supporting and helping, um, you know, just create a, a healthy environment for healthy black love mm. and in love in general and i think that's something that i don't always give enough credit to because i'd be tired i'd be tired of my like i'd be tired of a lot of experiences that are other experiences that Hi, i have some help but again i think it's <laughs> get rid of these niggas but shout out to all the kings that's really yes. out here creating intentional spaces, loving on, and really challenging us to come out of those ideals mm. that we have to do mm. certain things. And really, really creating spaces for us to go out and be fulfilled. Yes. And seek that in the ways and know that, that we, there's comfort and there's home and there's safety, um, you know, being provided. So yes. shout out to that. Listen, our anniversary just passed, my marriage anniversary on the 5th of March. And my shit was failing. Like it was in the on the ground. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I had no, to be I had to be so real with myself 
and he it, it had to be a realization moment and we had to break down all of this ideas ideas of who the fuck a wife and a husband is supposed to know i'm not cooking your meals five nights a week you're lucky if you get one <laughs> hot meal i'm gonna make sure you eat but i'm not about to be standing in this kitchen cooking when i get <laughs> off work that's not what I'm, because I'm going to work. You know what I'm saying? I'm right, not right. sitting at home and I want to and go to work. And even if you are, you know, that's for those, that couple to decide. Yeah, that. but I'm saying from, from, from my experience and you got to get out the idea of what the, I'm not doing these, this, that, certain things mm-hmm. I'm not going to do because your grandmother told you that's what your wife is supposed to be doing no we gotta paint this whole picture all over with your again. own paint with our own your paint, own paint, paint because these ideas is failing us like because mm-hmm. you don't want to be that shit and i don't want to be this shit <laughs> so we gotta scrap all this shit and build our own like that's real so get rid of these ideals people of what the fuck you thought and build your own like carrie bradshaw like what did she say we're, we're building our own yeah what our marriage look like to to us is what it looks like and to I us. Think like there's not... so much space in it. There's so much affirmation in just building a relationship that is yours. Yeah. Between how many ever people? Because we are millennials. You yes. know, I know getting into you know, it's a lot of different situations you can have. Yes. And I think a part of being a millennial is that if you can explore that, Absolutely. and and it's it's a it's a space for you to explore. But I think we definitely have to we have to create. That's what I think. I think love is creation. Yes. Like love is, is honestly creation and really making it what, and actually talking about things. Mm. Like I realized like with a lot of guys, I don't talk about things. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you could just catch up or like, mm. but you don't really know how somebody feels and you're not asking because also when you ask something <laughs> like that, you have to find your own answer. <laughs> well, most of the me. time, put your hands up. Girl, I wasn't okay. choking. Oh, okay. I was coughing. I'm still girl. I always want to say bless you. Bless you can you. say bless me. Bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Do you know I said bless you to somebody and said thank you and I almost got an attitude and I said, you know what? My blessing is not contingent upon no, your gratitude. Mm-hmm. But bitch ungrateful. Bitch, <laughs> 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 I can take my bless you back. <laughs> Give me my bless you back. Petty ass. <laughs> I had to stop like. Mm. I think it was just because I don't like I would have said, you're welcome. I think it's just because I don't like the person. So I was just like, mm-hmm. They that probably don't like out. you either if they didn't say thank you. Right? That's what it was. <laughs> we both had a defining moment. Like, no. 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 That's not it. She really don't like you. She can't even That's say thank it. you. I have to say bless you. Goddamn. <laughs> well, my solo in the city. So we're going to transition into solo in the city. So my question today, um, solo in the city is our segment where uh, myself, solo T, I talk about, you know, different questions and love and pertaining to our topic. Love, lust, sex. Love, lust, and sex. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I'm on E. I'm on E, Mimi. No, I'm just playing. Um, so I, so my question today is what have we learned as millennials in regards to love? that mm. we create like what has been one of the and maybe it's more of what have you learned from previous generations because mm. i know we talked a lot about you you just spoke on you know letting thing ideals go but what are some things that we've learned i've learned like it's better to communicate mm. because i think <clears throat> like you know what i realized like i've never the first time i saw my parents in the same space was my first day of college mm. and it's weird how they communicate around me like for a long time like my dad just goes in my that's his own thing but I was thinking about like their communication like they both talked about my dad coming to meet me on my first day of college mm-hmm. but their communication was so shallow neither of them thought to talk about with, a bit, about it with me mm. and I think that there's just certain restrictions on communications even the ideas of like adult business versus kid business mm. And, you know, grown folks business. Grown folks business. I think there's certain things around communication <laughs> that are secretive <laughs> around things that could potentially be toxic. Mm. And I think, or things that maybe they're not toxic, but they need to be fleshed out. Or the communication is just better if it's open. Yeah. And if we have more more seats at the table. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's my thoughts on it. I think, what was the question? What have you learned from pre- <laughs> God damn it. What have you learned from previous generations in regards to love or what have you learned as a millennial in regards to love? Mm. 
what I learned from previous generations because my my parents had a they loved each other but it was volatile love sick love (laughs) (laughs) you said they had sick love it was just like how did this happen like y'all had no business being in love or what you thought was love but they loved each other anyway they had me um I learned that I learned a whole bunch of wrong shit from their love but what I learned from my own love is that over time it's important it's okay to be soft and vulnerable oh don't be a hard rock when, when you really are a gym, gym baby girl I'm still like struggling with that because I grew up with my mother so hard, like, mm-hmm. cussing you out and cussing niggas out and slapping my daddy around, going to throw his clothes in front of his shop and shit. Oh, damn. It's just like... I see your mom doing all of the above. All of that. Like, mm-hmm. she's a whole nut. Um, just learning to not be that way and talk it out. And like you said, communication is so important. And just allowing yourself to just be loved and receive the love and love back. Mm, that's real. Like, I think that's hard for me. Yeah. That's a struggle. I feel yeah. like you've told me that before. Like, And I'm, I still struggle soft. with it, but just yeah, you real. have to. Like, if a man so is a man, to you got to. Like, it's hard to be vulnerable. With me. Yeah. Absolutely. But it really doesn't work. Even if it appears to be working, it's not going to thoroughly work if if I'm not a gym. Mm, and it doesn't mean I have to be putty. No. But I don't have to be a hard rock. I can mm-hmm. have be something of substance. I have pieces, mineral pieces that, you know, yeah. that I consist of that shine, that heal, that do all different types of magical things. Yeah. That's real. That's real. I like that. But I think that, I think mm, like mm. men, I'm learning this. Like men respond better when you're soft. Like, hey. Baby. See now that that's playing with something else for me. I don't know if I'm gonna meet you there. Let's. I'm so Let's. serious because my instinct is to be like, nigga, why the <laughs> fuck the trash ain't out? But if you just choose your words and be like, baby, can you just take the trash out? Like, how can a like a man that love you? That's the, that, ain't, that's ain't gonna the tell you hell nah, bitch. Like, <laughs> take the trash out yourself. But if you coming at but him, but I think that's the key, right? So I think there's a difference between you just being soft. And being a certain way, because that's what a woman should do. Right? I'm not saying I, that's what that, a woman I'm should do. That plays the line, mm-hmm. so you got to be careful. And there's a difference between you having a respectful conversation or respectful request. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I absolutely. But I, I think it just makes me uneasy with certain things because I don't. I think at, to a certain extent, I don't think that I should be coming up to you, cursing you out, asking well, why the fuck you ain't take out the trash or nothing like that. But I also feel that I shouldn't have to play a certain. Gender char- role, a certain character is what it because for me no, that's a character. Like I feel I like really that's another the- loaded conversation because you gotta use <laughs> what you got to get what you want. That's, that's true, <laughs> and I think I feel like that's one thing. Honestly, though, I think that's something that you show me in watching your marriage of like okay. I know that I can't, sh- not that I can't show up as who I am. I know that there are going to be different ways that I need to learn to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I'm like, I like to be, I'm a very direct, direct. sharp and sometimes you got to soften even, that that's directness. Real. Okay. I, I that's all that. I'm saying. I received that. I ain't saying you got to pl- be loose or ball in this bitch and start <laughs> crying and you know what I'm saying? But you right. have to soften up. Like if you got a man, like. You gotta allow that man. Like it can't be two I, niggas I in a that, relationship. <laughs> like sometimes, and I like I get where he be coming from. Like, come, like you gotta soften up, babe. Like I be a nigga sometimes, and I be trying not to be. I'm really trying. I'm work. I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, that's real. I wouldn't put it in those words because <laughs> I believe it's okay for two niggas to be together. <laughs> But I think you can't be a nigga all the time. But as myself, that's a different yeah, you, thing. Yeah, I, think, I do yeah. think I do know that I'm very sharp in communication. I've had to learn. Yeah, you that's have, what somebody told me. Sharp. That was yeah, a word I sharp. like. I like sharp. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. You just gotta soften up a little. But I just bit. how? Never mind. 
That's another episode. That is a whole nother episode. Different. That's a, we're going to put that on We the have to talk that's about that. Because I think the softening of me, it, it's not only for the benefit of a man, but I think there's a softer side that, because I think that's some stuff that is remnants of being raised by single women <clears throat> or women Being who are so strong and so hard all the time. Exactly, like, exactly. You ain't got to survive with me, baby. Like, relax. Let me love But I think, you. again, it does come from also meeting in a space where there is there is a certain intention by both people yeah it in. so yeah. i'm not just gonna be soft with anybody. no you can't just be so i'm saying if you're no, in a if happening. you're trying to work on something with somebody yeah I think and, it build, has to, with and somebody, build with somebody Absolutely. you can't be you gotta soften up you're, you're, you gotta this is soften. this is coming from somebody who's i'm a working fucking progress and sometimes i think he likes the real nigga in me like <laughs> I can't wait to he hear Mr. Forrest's Sometimes when I come at him, be like, you like this shit, huh? But I'm going to be softer just because I know that's going to get me better results. Right, get better. The trash should be out. Yes. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and I don't, have, I don't have to come at you like that. You're right. I think that that's what, I think that's the realization, right? Is that I don't have to be a certain way. I feel mm. like there's a conditioning, especially for a lot of black women that I have to be a certain way. So you'll hear me. I have to, to be get a my respect way so I can get my respect. I have nah. to be like this. And then we forget to, we don't have to be like that one. And we forget to be some, be in other spaces yeah. with ourselves. So I think that's absolutely, absolutely real. Yeah. More real than I probably like to accept. Yes. So. Whatever. I like we soft solo. You do. You say you do, <laughs> and I'd be so mad when I get. I'd be like, "Here she about to go." Let me. I just. love it. No, yes. it's not. That's not the no. Okay, that's no. that is. No, it's not. Why watch? Mm-mm. We gonna see. We gonna see what? Oh, spring break. Spring break. Y'all, Mimi made a prediction for me that something's supposed to be happening in my love life during spring break. Spring break. I don't know what the hell spring break is. To I don't know either of is. our lives since we both not in school, <laughs> but. <laughs> I think we in the season. It came to me and it's coming. I mean, I know spring break for college students just passed them tomorrow. Spring. When spring, spring. When spring breaks. When spring sprung. <laughs> when spring sprung. <laughs> That's when it's going to happen. Okay? okay. Well, you hold that word. <laughs> In the I meantime, am. we appreciate you guys for tuning in oh uh, with us this week to Ghetto and Godly. Um, yeah, maybe this is okay. We're gonna have to talk. We're gonna talk. Have an episode on softness. That's, yes. that's we're gonna pin that one and come yes. back to it. Vulnerability of a woman. Oh, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> with your soft and sexy yeah, voice. Yes, you know boom. how to turn it on sometimes. Oh, okay, well, get off the mic here. If you're a little hot ass, a little hot tail. <laughs> Shit. All right, well, thank you all for tuning in this week to this week's episode of Ghetto and Godly. Be sure to tune in every Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Hot 702.5 FM. Keep the conversations going with your favorite co-hosts, Auntie Mimi and Sola T. In the meantime, be you, love you, and do you. It's the Ghetto and Godly way. And bye, y'all.